Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group, and welcome to the BG Podcast. Our guest today is Wendy Rodriguez, who is our fall associate intern. Welcome to the show, Wendy. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I know, and this is also your last day with us uh, virtually. You're, you are our second virtual associate intern. For the, yeah. and, uh, it's been, I don't know really where the times went from, the, from all from our desks, just working in our, our homes and just plowing through the fall. Yeah, I still, I also can't believe how fast time flew by. It's been already three months since mm-hmm. I started. Yeah. It's, it's a pleasure to have an opportunity to work here. Yeah, and you graduate ne- this Saturday, December 5th, from uh, what, what school are you at? Uh, the Moody College of Communication at UT Austin. UT Austin. And uh, just how do you feel about all that? Just before getting there, before getting like the work this fall, this fall, yeah. I, I'm honestly super excited. It, it just clicks. Like it still has hasn't clicked, but it also has clicked that I'm graduating. So it's both like ah, like an anxious uh, feeling, mm-hmm. but it's also really happy because I'm gonna be the first in my family to graduate from college. And uh, even though it's gonna be virtual and COVID kind of maybe ruins that little part of tradition, I'm still super happy and my family's really proud of me which i'm yeah. happy about are y'all gonna do uh, like a uh like a, dr- a drive through uh drive by get a graduation ceremony thing or i have no idea folks coming out what is, what is this wave or anything else we have no idea i think i would just be sending the links to my family and hopefully maybe they they like stop by just outside their car but we yeah. shall just hawk the horns <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, good. Let's start with uh, just your background. I mean, so we know we know where you're graduating from, but you're you are a native Austinite. Yes, uh, I was born and raised in Austin in the District Four, uh, North-ish Austin, and yeah, I've been here ever since. Yeah, and you, uh, and Richard School, right? Middle yeah. school and high school. Yeah, also about, uh, yeah, uh, and Richard School. Yeah, yeah, one of Austin's best public high schools is right behind the Science Academy, right? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, it's up there. It's it's probably hard. It's hard. I know it's hard. To, it's hard to get in and stay in at that school. Your school. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So let's start with just your. You know, you came. You started with us in September, and you would had some familiarity with with City of Austin government. Um, I know you were on a, uh, you know, a citizens board, or commission rather. But just what was your old basis for understanding of how of the, of the Austin City Council and also just the you know the bureaucracy. Yeah, so before starting my internship, I thought the mayor had a lot more power than um, now I know uh, doesn't as much as I thought. Um, At least so, like hard power in terms of like it's the yeah, like, power. Yeah, decision making in terms of like implementation and control of the budget and all of these things. Like I thought mayor and even council members had a lot of that like responsibility, which they do, but once what I what I realized during my internship is that uh with the like strong like the mayor council, council manager yeah council manager system it's mainly the manager who has that power to uh take over the budget and certain other things I didn't know about so I definitely learned more about the bureaucracy oh my gosh bureaucracy I did all the time <laughs> of council um but I also gained a lot more respect for council members and just city leaders who have to deal with a lot of uh, trying to, they can't please everyone. And there's a lot of issues that are just more complex than I thought they were, which is why they've taken so long to solve. 
Like it's not just can you do something. <laughs> yeah, it's like do something, but it's like, well, what can we do in the time we're given? And then there's also a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. And there's also these so yeah, it's they have to, a lot to deal with, a lot on their plates. Uh, but yeah, I kind of still hold them accountable, but I understand they do have a lot of things going on and their leadership is admirable. I know one of the one of the, the, the major things we have our interns do here is, I mean, it's day one stuff, things I did when I first started was watching hearings, watching a lot of hearings, uh, council hearings, the work session, regular session, all the different boards and commissions. Because um, that's the, I mean, I, I found this is the best way to really, for you, for anyone to get an understanding of what's going on. It's, and not to, not to diminish the importance of the work, but it's, it's like a, a TV show. You watch enough of it, you start understanding the people, both the, the characters at play and the background stories as well. It's beyond what you see. And let's talk about that just because you, you probably cover, I mean, you have, the, you have all the summaries out. So you can probably count them all, but I mean, over 100? I don't know if it's over a hundred. It's at least close to. If you count everything, you count council, you count track commissioner's court, which you also watch. I think it's, it, may, it may be like around fifty, but I don't know about a hundred. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I definitely saw <laughs> uh, how there's a lot of teamwork involved. There's a lot of stakeholders uh, that need to be accounted for in any decision, and um, yeah, a lot of active listening definitely goes on in local government and commissions and committees definitely play a big role in mm-hmm. aiding and informing counsel. You, you know, your, your, uh, your most recent predecessor, uh, Josh, and I think in you as well, both came in at interesting times beyond what's going on in the world of pandemic and having a more virtual setting. But in terms of still seeing the, the real work of counsel going on, I mean, over the summer we had the protest, well, all the protests, um, you had the budget passing, but then you came in during election season, kind of hard of election season, and, and got to see all that, right? So watching not only, I know you helped us with just briefing books on understanding the, understanding the candidates, um, as well as, you know, the council. Let's get to that, though. Just what was your impression just um, of the election cycle overall? Not talking about any particular candidates, but just just yeah. how that all played out, right? Knowing what you know now about council, maybe as before in the summer. Yeah, so what I saw is uh, there were, I think, four districts that were up for election. I don't They're staggered, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so uh, some districts had a few candidates, some had a lot of candidates. So when uh, I was doing a lot of hearing summaries, it was really interesting to see where their positions and stances were on certain ish- city issues and ordinances. Uh, like Project Connect was a big one, uh, homelessness was another big one, and as well as uh, police brutality and the uh, APD budget. So. It was really um, informative to know where everyone stands across the city, um, and yeah, it it was. Really, I also had my own uh, district up for election um, with Greg, so yeah, it was really interesting to see how many people were running and why they were running, and it also made me realize, honestly, anyone can run for office as long anyone as anyone can. can. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. anyone can. And, uh, you know, I think that's the, oh, we'll come back to it too. I think when the, your first day, we, we, maybe first week we had you memorize just the council districts and yeah. more or less where they are in the city as well. Because I think as you saw in the hearings, I mean, some people, I think to your early point about people just going, you know, at testifying a council or being maybe across the council about an issue, but not realizing who represents them or even, Let's pull back. It's the system we have, right? The 10-1 system and what that means. 
Yeah. Right. And just, you know, you, like, I mean, let's talk about that. Just what you saw with that. I mean, there are people who really didn't understand, like, understand, like you can, I, I could, I could live in Southwest Austin. Like me living in Southwest Austin, I don't, but, but I did. And yelling at someone, a member who's in D, you know, D3 or D4, isn't really going to do anything. <laughs> I mean, it can't, I'm not their voter for the constituency. Yeah. I honestly always thought it was that way. Like I just assumed that's how it's always been that your, you, your district has its own representative. But once I, like through my internship and uh, you, you taught me that it, it didn't used to be this way. Uh, it's only six years yeah. old. You were like, in what, middle school when this, when this thing formed? Yeah, it's not that old. Yeah, six years old. Um, and uh, before that though, it was at large, right? We had, you know, every, in theory, every member of council on the dais, uh, 2013 and before, represent the whole city mm -hmm. that was the case and i think but now it's it you know you have you have your own member yeah every member ultimately is accountable to the city but you you have your person who represents you most directly and is you are their constituent and you can vote for them or against them yeah and you're right not a lot of people do know like know about the 10-1 system or like what used to be in the past so yeah it's really rare for people to really be informed about their local government and uh, as well as just like the history of the city. Yeah, and just a plug for a prior show, but you know, it may, the system may, may very well change in the spring if uh, there's a, a citizen's drive right now to do a ballot referendum in May 20, 2021 to change us to a strong marriage city like Houston. Yeah. So a lot of things, you know, a lot of change coming in and we talk about that a little bit, but for sure. TBD, TBD on that one, but we have a show about that. Um, that I'll put in the show notes for everyone who's curious about <laughs> that episode. Um, well, let's get to just you know beyond. You have the 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 day to day of lobbying, and, and we had you sit on phone calls. And you know, if this had been pre COVID, um, you know, we did our best to make it as interactive as possible, given the constraints we have with timing. Right? I mean, a lot of things um, we do tend to be. You know, I can't I can't predict when someone's going to call me. Right. So normally if it was pre-COVID, I'd say sit in the call or come with me this meeting that happened. Like I just got notice of like 20 minutes ago. Right. So, but just the business of this, I mean, what was your impression? And uh, be, be somewhat candid if like your, your impression of, of the lobby and everything else. Right. Because I think similar to, let's say the Austin council or even government, most people don't, they have a cursory, I think at best service understanding of it, but they don't really, they don't know what we do. They, they kind of see the paper and what they say. Yeah, what was so, your impression of it? Well, I honestly, uh, before starting my internship, thought lobbyists were these, like, corrupt, uh, sneaky, like, cash-stuffing individuals who were just in search of power and just gaining, like, uh, just, like, for fame money. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, while there, there might be individuals, but, like, in every, like, stereotype, uh, but what I actually learned is that lobbyists is so much more. It's, it can, it's, it can be used for good. Um, it, it's pretty much advocacy um, and changing and influencing uh, politics and leaders to uh, make differences. So I definitely appreciated uh, getting to learn, like, a, see a different perspective of lobbying, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think, right, just the overall... I think you talked about, you mentioned the word earlier, and this keyword is stakeholders and just understanding in the ecosystem of policy making. There are, you know, you have the council office, like just as you have council, and then you have the city manager, city manager's office and their team of folks who are all, 
you know, engaging in policy or else, right? You have citizens, you have all, all sorts, basically any, every interest in the sun. Um, it's all in the it's ecosystem of trying to shape a policy. Yeah, and what I saw is that lobbyists uh, are actively engaging with stakeholders and connecting them and acting almost as a bridge between them and uh, like officials. So I Perfect. That was- that's it. I mean, that's it. You know, and again, I think with any with any industry, there are always there's there's always there's going to be there's stakeholders or you know bad actors, right? Yeah. And I think unfortunately in our industry, that just gets better play the news because yeah. it's just it's just sexier, I guess, or salacious. I don't know. Um, good and bad leadership. Yeah, but like anything else, right? You see, um, and I think it's it's been interesting. Uh, even I mean, a, a major impetus of this internship program was, and particularly with individuals and groups who normally wouldn't be exposed to this sector, because really, I mean, on the whole, it's very insular. Um, to expose them to what this is all about, for what are they going to do? Even if they're more community minded, I mean. This it's you know what you call lobbying or advocacy or whatever you want to do. It's all like there are players in the, in the sandbox you will that you need to know how to navigate with to cooperate with and get maybe build alliances or just know who's who. I mean, we had I know you did a lot of work for me on research. It's looking up the public lobby registrations and putting together these data sets for us to to review. But I mean, you saw there were, when you looked at that there were probably what a hundred. You went through every lobbyist, every lobby yeah. registration. As background uh, for those who don't know. Uh, lobbyists and city of Austin up to the Capitol or state of uh, Texas um, have to register pub- register when they have a when they sign a client, right? So it's like my name is up on the city of Austin site. You can look up who I represent and the pay ranges what I was paid quarterly, women range, or every lobbyist. So you can see who what all companies are lobbying in the city of Austin and the Capitol too. But what was your impression of that? Just seeing how many we didn't look at the Capitol as much, but with city of Austin. At the, at the, we went through and reviewed the lobby registration list and all that. I mean, did, would you be surprised by that level of transparency? Oh, yeah. I was about to say it was uh, really nice to see how transparent uh, the whole process is and uh, just having to put on paper who you actually represent and even how much you make. I remember mm-hmm. counting like a whole, like for a few hours, like make, counting up totals of how much they make for the, like, quarterly within a range right yeah so no it's never an exact amount but like zero to ten and so on but yeah it's just um and i think yeah again most people wouldn't re- realize that that you know you hear a lot i think a lot of rhetoric, rhetoric sometimes about smoke and mirror or you know that kind of ever cloak the, the back room like well it's it's very clear who i represent <laughs> or any of us represent my colleagues and um you know it's there for everyone to see if they you know now you have to you know it's on the city side but there might be a little, might take a little effort to find the, find the site and just publicly there. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely appreciated that, and it was also just an experience to go through every like lobbyist and see the clients to represent too. Yeah, and about that, though, right? There were, I mean, you saw, a, I mean, you saw, we saw them all, but you saw the range, you saw the range of issues that were before council. So we had, we went through that too, right? The different topics that come up, and the different. I mean, I think pretty much every industry or you know nonprofits. Um, under the sun, we used these mosques around that list. Yeah, no, it was really cool. I really thought it was a worthwhile experience just to get familiar with all the lobbyists in the city. Yeah, well, um, so what are your, so, you know, I'm sure you're sick of this question, and then you're just graduating next, this Saturday, but do you have any thoughts about, well, let's not talk about the post, post, immediate post-college plans, but like, what do you want to, like, where do you see yourself, because um, you're, what, 22 right now? 
about to be 22. Oh my god, I'm about to be 22. So let's say, yeah, let's look at let's look, let's look at eight years from now. So you're 30. Okay. You're turning 30. Where do you where do you think you want to do? Like you are you you're from Austin. I'm you know I've been here most of my life, but I know a lot of folks who are born and raised here don't want to leave town, right? And it's a great city and it's growing. Um, but you know, what do you think you want to do with this city? I think, you know, I personally, you know, by side, I think it's a great city for a lot of different paths. And what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you think you want to do? Well, I I'm going to save this too. I'm going to save this in just in a, say, say two and eight years. Like, this oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. This is going on, yeah, this is going on someone's server, so. Uh, <laughs> well, I know for sure, I'm pretty confident I will be in Austin for the next couple years, like maybe even up to like next five years, I'll be here. Um, and I honestly also see myself living here, like settling down. Um, Cause I don't know, I just, there's so, I have roots in the city. I like, grew up here, my family's here. And I wanna take the knowledge and tools I've gained throughout my upbringing and in college regarding leadership, communication um, and change making to make a difference in my community and I don't know like maybe even like stay like I will stay involved in local politics and maybe state politics mm -hmm. or national I have really there's like the dreams up there but um for in, in the next 10 years and I'm 30 I guess my vision right now is I mean I hopefully moved out of my parents house <laughs> <laughs> that's key that's key oh it's no longer a electric thing. lights ele electric <laughs> like seeing people who are over their parents that's good it helps me a lot. Um, yeah, and yeah, independent, and I either am in a like a job that is with a, whose mission aligns with my values, um, and like leadership and changing, impacting lives of people uh, for like equitable uh, reasons. Uh, yeah, um, I was going I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, and so and and if not, um, maybe I'll have my own organization that yeah. started i was gonna um, say one thing if you can't yeah if you ever if you can't find just make it right if you don't find what you want on the mark you know near near in your journey ahead of you just do it you know learn 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 a little bit then just build build the deal the company or team you want or i mean so you know do you so you have you have political aspirations i mean i kind of almost fear to say i do because it's like who like has these like political aspirations from when they're young but mm -hmm. partly i honestly have had i do have political aspirations but it's most it's not for like that kind of like just i want to just be, i want to be a leader just because it's like mm -hmm. if it's necessary and my community wants me to like i feel like i could best represent my community and my vice versa my community feels i can represent them well then i I'd, I'd go for it but i Great answer i like yeah. it whatever it makes the biggest difference if there's someone else who has more competent and i back them up then i'll support them so it's just what's the best um uh, interest in for my community mm -hmm. well, well i like well balanced i like that <laughs> <laughs> well wendy it's been a great three months working with you you've done a lot you've made some major contributions to us um virtually in this interesting time as we round out the year can believe it's almost 2021 and you know we know you're gonna go far and wish you well and you know we're not we plan on being in Austin for our our uh, corporate and personal lifetime. So definitely look forward to crossing your paths uh, on the campaign trail or in the corporate corporate side. You know, you're competing with you in ten years. I'd love to see that, or uh, or just recruit you back. We'll see. I'm not, I, 
I think it, it wouldn't get that far. Like you just, just come back to the, come back to the fold. <laughs> but uh, you've been great, and uh, we we appreciate all you've done. And uh, yeah, congratulations, early, early congratulations on graduating. Virtually as it may be, it's a big step, a major step, and um, you know, on we go. Yeah, well, thank you so much, AJ. Uh, I appreciate all you've done for me and for welcoming welcoming me into the Bingham Group, and I will forever be grateful <laughs> for what you've done.